watching your one piece. We are! Hello, and welcome back to We Are Watching One Piece, the One Piece recap podcast where we are uh, asking Sanji to bring me up around his sister and just let me know how she reacts. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be like obvious about it, just like veg me in casual conversation. If she like perks up or something, let me know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've been sitting on that for like a week. I'm Jordan. <laughs> uh, like three months ago, I made a joke about Sanji being made in a lab to be horny, and now that joke's finally <laughs> paying off. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to this part of Whole Cake. If I remember correctly, I was told, and I haven't checked this, but I remember hearing from someone that the the big confrontation between Sanji and Luffy that gets a whole uh, double-length episode in this chunk that we're discussing today is of non, a non-event in the manga. It just kind of happens. It's maybe a chapter. And it's made such a big deal in this uh, It gets two episodes, technically. I looked at the episode guide, and it split into part one and two on the That's uh, interesting. episode wiki. That's interesting, because it's uh, we're talking about 802 to 810 today. And yes, 807 is a double-length episode. Yeah, a confrontation between Sanji and Luffy. Spoilers for... Uh, like 40 minutes when we discuss it. I, I finished the episode and then I went to watch the next one the next day and I saw it said 809. I was like, I didn't watch 808. Yep. Where did it go? Was 808 a secret <laughs> fourth Toriko episode? <laughs> yep. They didn't want everyone to make jokes about the type Got of drum. West album? Yeah. <laughs> 808s and Heartbreaks this week on <laughs> Tr- truly what's the what's the full this says saddest duel i think it the funimation says like actually uses the word heartbreaking yeah a heartbreaking yeah. duel luffy versus sanji yeah they don't have uh it's not separated into part one and part two which is interesting because watching it as the one long episode on funimation's website there would be like three minutes and then an eye catch and then another three minutes and then another eye catch yeah it's kind of strange uh, I don't know how it aired. Also, I think this is maybe the only time I can think of One Piece using like a non-linear thing in a cut. Because it's not like framing it. There are a bunch of flashbacks in this episode. But like it shows something happen, goes to eye catch, and then it comes back before that happened. Goes from there to flashback. It's weird. We'll, I guess, talk about it when we get to 807 slash 808. But we're, we'll... we'll rewind the clock back uh back to 802 for now which we left off with luffy fighting cracker and running out of hockey with gear four we we pick up right there and he is saved by king bomb the big tree you all remember the big tree everyone's favorite character he king makes bomb me think of the wispy woods tree from kirby yeah but like uglier <laughs> <laughs> Combined with the fucked up living forest from Mortal Kombat. <laughs> oh yeah, I, it's also Lord Lord of the Rings is the other obvious uh, pull there, the Ents. But so Nami is still able to control all of these homies. Remember that, but they're called homies. <laughs> I would never forget that. Whenever, whenever she puts her soul juice, Big Mom puts her soul juice into something <laughs> to make it alive. Uh, she calls it a homie. Uh, King Bomb is this big tree that they you see a lot of. I don't know if you expected that uh, when he was introduced, but you do end up seeing a lot of him. But all these other flower homies, too, that uh, Nami is able to control because she has the beaver card of, of Big Mom that she got from Lola, like, uh, 400 episodes ago? More than that, maybe? That's a hell of a payoff. 
Is that? I wonder if that's yeah. technically longer than Laboon to Brook. Because I think I remember. I think I said that was the longest payoff. I don't know. I think this might be longer. It's only a matter of time before something is called back to that's even longer. <laughs> I guess. I guess whenever they reveal what dragon's power is that'll be the longest thing yeah but he's defeated apparently <laughs> which means oh, yeah, power sure. shit <laughs> his power is being six feet under now everyone everyone theorize not everyone but some people theorize that blackbeard's gonna have a third double fruit and that what if that's it what if he's got it from dragon much much to think about i think blackbeard's gonna recruit the uh the sea king or whatever that took shanks's arm even though because Lu- luffy beat luffy him punches so he, like, it in the opening he he hit the gym and he got strong he got strong <laughs> he's a fish with hockey cool why not <laughs> if I, I mean if a fish ate uh the human human fruit or something what happens can sea kings eat devil fruits we know what happens if a fish man eats a devil fruit they just don't drown they can't swim but they don't drown much, much to think about. I don't know. But yeah, a lot of people, have we talked about this before, Blackbeard's, a lot of people think that he's going to get a third one because like his flag is a uh, is a three-headed thing and people are like, oh, they he's going to be like Cerberus. He's gonna... So some people also think like that's the third fruit is that it's like a Cerberus zone fruit or some shit. I don't know. I would say it would have to be his own fruit because he only got two hands and I don't want to see him use his feet for a power. <laughs> Yeah, it's the it's the third arm fruit. You he steals Robin's fruit. Oh no! Because um his because uh Whitebeard's fruit was a paramecia technically, right? <laughs> yes, and I think yeah. That's the other thing is I think the darkness fruit is technically a logia. Yeah, so that just means he's got to get his own fruit. Sure, why not? Fuck it, man. How late is it gonna be? <laughs> introduced <laughs> how late is he gonna do anything where i feel like he's a satisfying final villain i don't know i don't know what happens after wano i say it every episode but so luffy needs like 10 or so minutes to recover from using all of his hockey he is dragged inside of the mouth of king bomb and cracker chases after him as for a while uh, we check in on the mirror world. Not a lot happens in the mirror world in this chunk, but the furries uh, of Cho- Chopper and Carrot do run around a lot. Brulee, the master of the mirror world, comes in and chases them. We check in multiple times. Chopper and Carrot are looking through all the mirrors to try and find Sanji. They eventually do see him, but it doesn't hit. It doesn't really impact anything outside of. They know where he's going, and... Well, I guess, no, they they tell Nami where he's going once they find out, so that's the impact of, of that thread. They stay in the mirror world after that, so... I just remembered a very funny scene where... Because the scene that they tell Nami is really funny. Uh, oh, I guess they see Big Mom and the... Uh, through the mirror as well. I guess that's the first time any of the Straw Hats have actually seen her. I think so. They don't actually know what it is <laughs> that they see. Um, and then later, Sanji sees her near the end of this chunk as well. The lady chef, if you remember last time Sanji ate some food off the ground uh, and said you dropped this queen to some chef lady because his brothers were being mean to her because, they I don't know, food is below them. They live on Soylent, I guess, because they're fucking robot boys. We'll learn soon. But <laughs> the chef remembers Sanji being nice, and then his brother, Niji, the blue one, decides to beat her up for it and then Sanji finds her unconscious in his room and Yanji shows up and says yeah the blue one did it I'll take it to him and he's not actually doing that he's taking Sanji 
to a secret laboratory down a bunch of stairs. Basically, it swings open the door and says, yeah, so we have a clone army. <laughs> How do you, Jory, feel about the clone army reveal? Um, immediately, like, ah, fuck. <laughs> the thing is, I have a problem with doing the clone army reveal first before the reveal about the Vinsmoke children because, <laughs> because they don't specifically say that they have a mom until after they say the shit about them having like their genetics altered. So yes. it's, I don't know if it's intentional for us to be like, for a minute to say, Oh fuck. Are they test tube babies? But <laughs> it's very concerning, but it also, it, it almost lessens the impact of them. Like, uh, this is a, I understand this is dangerous territory of getting into, but lessens the impact of them using the soldiers as like body shields and shit. I think. Um, just a little bit for me. <laughs> I guess there's a murkier water, yeah, of... I mean, that's the thing, is they don't know that they're made in test tubes. They think that they're individual people. Yeah. And yet they still do that. I don't know. I guess, yet yeah, it's uh, <laughs> Star Wars conversations, again, with, with so many clones, and it's like, well... I don't know. Are they? <laughs> do, do you do you care about each individual one as a person? But, but it's, yes, it's, it's fucked up. <laughs> they just have a giant lab full of people gro- being gro- grown in like gachapon capsules. Yeah, it's interesting because all the ones there look the same, even though the actual ones that uh you've seen around the headquarters don't. They don't know that they're clones, so I can't imagine they all actually just look identical. But I don't know that the design. They look like putties for the most part. Uh, yeah. so they are kind of intentionally identical. I think, I think Yanji mentioned some of these are going off to other places. Like th- this sort of army power is one of the things that big mom is, uh, getting out of the political marriage deal and they are getting some other fucked up powerful people like, uh, power users. But yeah, so this is, yeah, that their Germa is a family and army of science. And this is what that leads to. I don't know if it's mentioned in this conversation, oh, it is. Yeah, we we cut to Luffy and then cut back. King Bomb gets his head cut. He gets his, a haircut, basically. He gets a flat top. But back to the clones. Uh, Yanji explains that Judge used to work with Vegapunk because, of course, he did. And yeah, <laughs> when are we gonna uh, see this Vegapunk fellow? I don't know. He's been dripped and dropped. The, the way here they and talk there. about him make it makes it sound like he's dead. They, I, I, we've heard about him recently enough. From Caesar, though, so I don't, I don't think he's dead. Going, oh, I need to look at the One Piece wiki page for cloning, <laughs> uh, by duplicating a subject's lineage factor. That's the other thing that gets mentioned here. The the bloodline elements, I think, is what Funimation subtitles use, which is just DNA. Yeah. I think <laughs> it's just a fun way of uh, saying DNA. Yeah, that's what that's what they call it here. Um, but and, over uh, 21 years uh, ago. Don't like how specific that is. And that's a wasted opportunity, if you ask me. Why aren't they uh, seeing if they can alter DNA to have, like, fucking, like, devil fruits inherently in their DNA and shit? Like, I mean... Uh, get together with Caesar, Judge. <laughs> Come on. Big Mom's trying to get Caesar to make fake devil fruits. I mean, I guess that's basically what you get with the Vinsmoke kids, is uh, them made for specific tasks. I guess there's there's six types of clone soldiers that are listed here on the wiki page. Also, I just love this piece of trivia here. The prohibition of human cloning mirrors reality, where the practice is banned in more than 70 countries. <laughs> Thank God. Yeah, okay, sure. 
A wiki page for cloning is up there with the wiki page for slavery. racism. Yeah. <laughs> and slavery, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, the the lineage factor, the blueprint of life itself, he explains. Yeah, Vince Smoke Judge and Dr. Vegapunk working together. Eating a double fruit affects one's lineage factor, apparently. That's interesting. I don't know if I guess that they explain that at some point. But anyways, that's that's, you know, big reveal stuff happening there. And uh, Vegapunk was like the, 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 I don't know, research, the illegal research team was broken up. He says like Vegapunk was like arrested, but that's just basically a cover for hired by <laughs> the government to do it for them. Huh. I don't know if the United States government has ever done that. Hmm. Yeah, I don't, I guess don't look up what any former Nazi scientist did after the war. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, the, Ve- yeah, because we know Vegapunk is still working for them. Or at least the last we've heard of him, he was working both with the stuff with Caesar and uh, the bear robots, Kuma, Pacifista, that's what they're called. Yeah, but we also know that he has an abandoned lab in the middle of fucking nowhere. Yeah, with a bunch of shit that uh, Frankie found. That's cool. Uh, Anyway, Sanji is disgusted by this. All of his other brothers show up and he starts a fight with uh, Niji because of the, the chef girl thing. Moving right on to 803, in which Nami decides she's going to fight Cracker. And, I don't know, is she... I actually do like how she is able to contribute to this fight in a unique way. It doesn't really happen at first. Like, she uses wind and lightning, and it doesn't really do anything against the biscuit soldiers. She zaps the biscuit shields, and they just kind of get, like, lightly toasted. And they comment on them smelling nice and tasty, which comes back up later. Yeah. Uh, she finally gets Cracker to fight her himself and not with biscuits, which I guess hypothetically could be good for. Her. He's a man. I imagine he could be struck by lightning, <laughs> but uh, she's not doing very well. She's not really good in this type of fight. Cracker's like, why are you fighting? And she's like, Sanji is worth the risk of their lives. Great spiels from everybody. Um, she starts to make some clouds, and then Luffy rushes in to save her. Probably the fastest he's come out of being nerfed on the record. It took, like, how long for that to happen in Dressrosa? <laughs> like, ten episodes? <Yeah. laughs> One episode per minute, basically. Uh, but Luffy's back, and then we cut away to Sanji fighting his brothers, but they're basically like, if you fight us, we'll kill your surrogate dad. So then they just... I don't know, beat the shit out of him, I call him a failure. And then we go from there to a bunch of flashbacks. It's the time for the sad flashbacks for Sanji, which starts with a pretty casual, as we all know, you are modified children. Yeah! (laughs) Genetically (laughs) modified super soldiers. Can can you uh, do a favor for me because I can't do this? Uh, Are Sanji's siblings all the same age as him, or... No. <laughs> I don't... If you could check on the wiki. <laughs> uh, let's see. Niji is 21. Reiji was 24. So, yeah, I think Reiji's the oh, okay. oldest, I guess. Ichiji yeah. must be 20... No, he's 21 as well. So, Ichiji and Niji are both 21. Yanji is 21 as well. How old is Sanji? Sanji is also 21 now. So, those are all pretty close together. <laughs> but Reiji's 24, so she's different. That's, uh, hmm. Yeah. I wonder if they're, uh, <laughs> quadruplets. Yeah, I don't know. The, the, the numbering system, they, they do seem to be, like, clearly older, but the all being within a year of each other is certainly, uh, challenging. 
Yeah, because I, I do think it, it is intentional to have the one that Sanji did get to beat up be Yanji, who would, in theory, be the youngest one. Yeah, that's that's and, what it was uh, more or less implied when he shows up, because he's the first one that's on screen. But also, I mean, they all have little, they're all numbered. Uh, they all have little shirts with numbers on them, and Sanji, of <laughs> course, has the three. Uh, does Reiju not have a number? I don't think she does. She's zero. She does have a zero? Okay, already. Yeah, she has a shirt that's... That has a zero on it. Yeah, which I guess Ray, as I'm th- now thinking about Evangelion, is probably also. Um... Mm. Pilot the robot, Sanji. <laughs> Sanji. <laughs> or else Ray, you have to do it again. Uh, do you think Sanji and uh, Shinji could get along? Sa- Sanji would beat the shit out of Shinji. Actually, no, I think they would get along. I think... The obvious level joke is that Sanji would be like, just get in the robot and sleep with the women. But after this flashback, I'm almost like, no, I think maybe, I think Sanji would get him. (laughs) Sanji is capable of uh, compassion. Yeah. And like human understanding. It's been a while since we've seen it because (laughs) he hasn't really gotten a lot to do post time skip until now. But uh, yeah, this does kind of give him more depth than he's ever had. But yes, so they were all bred to be modified superhumans with no emotions because emotions would get in the way of their capabilities. And it's kind of confirmed in a couple spots across these flashbacks that uh, Sanji was a complete utter failure in this way. No special powers, full range of emotion. Uh, Reiju has emotion, but is still just as strong as everyone else. And the brother, the other brothers are complete success. They, they beat ass and they feel nothing about it. Which is demonstrated as well. Oh yeah! In all these scenes, other uh, one of the tests is like the fucking Matrix jump, where it's like you just jump off this building, and Sanji <laughs> yeah, goes. Sanji yeah. doesn't go. He's just crying because he's scared shitless. As as you've already seen in the present time, not treated very well by his family. Yeah, them calling him a failure is like extra weird that they're like lab kit genetically altered children because. It's not, like, just, like, disappointment in a child, but, like, a weird, cold way of looking at uh, your kid as a failed experiment. Well, yeah, because he's they, they blatantly say, like, he's just a regular human, and it's like, what a fucking yeah. waste. But, yeah, no, it's it's very much like this, a very cold clinical example of, like, children are only valuable for what they give back to you. <laughs> yeah. Are, Sanji's ROI is terrible <laughs> for Judge. <laughs> I like a lot about how Whole Cake, like, there's this, Dressrosa, I think, is has a good sort of back and forth between Luffy's found family and, and Doflamingo's found family slash crime family. And Whole Cake is like, all right, but what if we had Luffy's found family going after Sanji and his terrible blood family, which then ties into his found family of Zeph. But then you also have the example of family that Big Mom has. And also Beje is here, and he's got his family. He's married in as well. <laughs> it really uh, just does it all at once, and I think it's pretty good at it. But anyways, the, the flashbacks show Sanji being uh, nice to animals and then getting bullied for it. Reiju is nicer to him in secret, but, you know, in public bullies him because she doesn't want to become a target if she actually helps him. Thankfully, she doesn't, like, beat him. She just, no, she uh, just does laughs and watches. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then after everyone leaves, she'll give him, like, a Band-Aid. 
this uh interesting middle ground she's in. I I, I want I hope that they don't ever like try to explain it because I, I fear just be like, well, she's a woman, so editing the the DNA doesn't do anything. Also, she's the first one, so maybe they just crack yeah. the emotions with uh with uh the the boys. That that's what that's what I was thinking. I don't know how specific they get or and how much of it's just like. I imagined fill in the blanks and I've just assumed I was right <laughs> because it's been, I don't know, a couple of years since I've watched this now, but yeah, I don't know. We'll get uh, some more in, into Sanji's, like, well, we'll get into Sanji's relationship with his mom is what we'll get into. But anyways, Ray, yeah, so Raju's nicer. Uh, she has like some emotion because this is a flashback. You do have to confirm things that Sanji has mentioned in the past. So you see him reading the book about Nolan. You see him reading the yeah. book of all the devil fruits. And it was just wild for me to imagine Sanji at this age being like, oh, yeah, invisible. Hmm. <laughs> That's my dream, I guess. Although he is like, I don't know. Once we see flashbacks of him at the Barati, he is like, uh, he gets hard eyes. Maybe, uh, maybe he wants to be invisible for a sad reason so his brothers can't beat the fuck out of him. Yeah, I mean, that does work. It's never said, but... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a hell of a headcanon. I have to imagine this only fed people's, uh, this sort of, like, you're not like the rest of us probably fed a lot of people's trans headcanons for Sanji, too. Oh, yeah. Which a, lot, a lot of people were like, no, 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 he's, he's homophobic and transphobic because he's closeted, which I'm like, no, don't... Let's not propagate that in every instance. Uh, this was mentioned in another flashback. We see Sanji make food for for a rat, and he feeds the rat, and then his dad, Judge, comes in and yells at him and says, stop. Not only stop feeding the rat, he, like, th throws the rat out the window to kill the rat, and also says, like, he, he makes sure to say, like, your mom is dead. Stop following the legacy of dead moms. And then he kills the rat, and Sanji cries about it. Very weird. So there's the first mention of mom, I guess. Yeah. Whatever Whatever it was, whatever it is, it's fucked up. I don't know what his mom's legacy is exactly, but it's fucked up. I mean, we see, like, one scene with her in this trunk, and the bare minimum yeah. is that she encourages his cooking. He wants to cook, yeah. and she encouraged it. There's probably more to it than that, but the, the bare minimum, there's, there's that. So eventually... They determine that Sanji is a complete human, cannot be modified in the way that Judge wants. So they basically just like, well, I guess we'll tell everyone we lost him in an accident and throw him in a jail cell for the rest of his life. So that's what happens. They do a press conference and say, yep, Sanji was lost in an accident. And they lock him in a cell in the basement with a big iron helmet on. I don't know why they do the helmet. The imagery is upsetting it's effective for treating him terribly i just don't know what it accomplishes <laughs> in the long run they have to unlock it once uh, or a couple i guess a couple of times a day for him to eat they do feed him but i guess other than making him go find the key when he does eventually run away i don't know what the helmet does for his imprisonment uh, makes him feel it, bad it does and it looks <laughs> fucked up it's I'm not I'm just curious. <laughs> yeah. Did I miss something? <laughs> I think that just that's just it. <laughs> just yeah. to make to just to add a visual like, oh no. Oh no, indeed. Uh eight oh four continues the flashbacks though. It shows Sanji's brothers training and they're just kind of whipping 
soldier ass. I don't know how long they've been clones. They don't really say when that happens or how many of these people are, but I would assume most of them are. It's also kind of a easy way to have like six character designs in your whole army. <laughs> Just copy and paste them all because they're literally like that. And uh, yeah, you, we see Judge showing maybe not fully affection, but approval and encouragement of the four kids that can fight the way he wants them to. He does give them hugs and stuff. Yeah, that's, I guess, the, the extent of <laughs> affection is that they do come up and give him a hug. Uh, and then we just kind of cut six months later and Sanji's still in the cell. Uh, he's getting fed. I, at this point, yeah, like some workers and, and the other siblings are like, where's that food go every day? We don't have, like, who's down there? And the chef's like, don't ask questions. We just cook when we're told <laughs> to cook. Shut up, kid. Yeah. Uh, there's a rat in his cell, so Sanji, of course, is like, well, I gotta cook for this rat. Then he kind of flashbacks again, both to getting yelled at because his, and being told, your mom's dead, stop cooking, and then flashing back to a memory of uh, his mother. He makes a dish. Uh, he's cooking. Sanji's cooking. And it's very clear from the visuals that what he has made is terrible. It's like... Yeah. <laughs> Full-on Nia's cooking and Gurren Lagann levels of just, this is bad, and then he eventually gives it to his mom, and she likes it anyway. I don't know. With Gurren Lagann, the bit is that, like, oh, Seema, I guess Simon just has bad taste or whatever, and they're meant to be here, whereas I'm like, I don't know if Sanji's mom is pretending, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's a there's an extended bit, too, where, like, Sanji has to run through the rain and falls down, and a dog tries to steal the food, and then the maid tries to switch out his dish with a... A nice bento box, and the mom's like, "No, give me the, give me the rancid shit." Even though her, even though she's clearly like bedridden and sick, she is yeah. like, "No, I'll eat the sewage and take another couple days off my life. I'll do it for my son." It's a nice scene. Yeah, this is twist reveal. Sanji has a mom. Uh, we don't get her name yet, do we? Though we see, I mean, we pretty much go from this to her gravestone, and you can. I mean, kind of see some letters on it, but it's intentionally obscured. Uh, respect women, Vin Smoke. <laughs> yeah. Whatever whatever you do, Sanji, don't don't be mean to the ladies. It, it is interesting. Sanji's mom just looks like, what if Sanji was a girl and didn't have the curly eyebrows? Yeah, they all get the eyebrows from, uh, from what's his name? From Judge. Kind of interesting. I'm looking on the, the wiki page under, like, uh, Sanji's relationships, and it actually, I don't even see a spot for his mom i just see like Reju. oh no here it is it's just not doesn't have a hyperlink for whatever reason i i was waiting for them to mention her name they don't and then it's interesting that as like i can tell what the gravestone says but it's intentionally oh, no. obscured oh no it's not that big a deal i just have interesting thoughts about it and for a few reasons but anyways. Oh, no, it's going to say uh, Monkey D. Sanji's mom. <laughs> <laughs> Monkey D. Sanji's mom, Vin Smoke. That's her full name. <laughs> it turns out they're related. Mm -hmm. That'd be fucked up. <laughs> Just like, oh, yeah, we're related with Eddie and the Straw Hats. Yeah, I, yeah, I can't even <laughs> imagine if, yeah, there's no, there's no, there's no two that would make any sense. So, uh, somehow. Palpatine has returned, but it's somehow Luffy and Zoro are related. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, I'm kind of skimming past the the mom eating scene 
because there's not much else to say than than what I've said. It's good. Makes me sad. All this shit makes me effectively sad. <laughs> but yeah, then eventually, yeah, she she dies, and then that's uh, I think we see the gravestone before we cut back to the cell. Yeah, she encouraged cooking until she died. So Sanji's thinking about that in his cell, and he decides, fuck it, I'm going to get really good at cooking in here. And I don't know who's bringing him all the things, but he gets, like, a little Easy Bake Oven and all these things, and he does learn to cook in there with all the books. This is also where he reads about the all-blue, if not in this scene uh, a little bit later. But uh, eventually his siblings find out that he's down here, so... Now, a new part of his routine is his brother's coming down here and beating the shit out of him. And then, a little bit after, Reiju comes in and tends to his wounds. And that's, you know, you kind of get a montage of all those things kind of repeating. He reads about the all blue, he uh, cooks more. And then at some point, Reiju also says, like, Oh, we're going into the east blue soon. We're going to climb over the red wall. Because if you remember, all the Gurma ships are, uh, like, snails. So they just kind of climb up. They literally just go up the red line and then over it. There's scenes of, like, Sanji flying against the wall because everything turns sideways. Uh, but this montage more or less continues up until they get to East Blue, and they're doing some raid on some place for some people. I don't know, German army shit. But eventually, Sanji is crying about how he wants to leave, and he wants to be a cook somewhere. And he's he's saying all this to Reiju, who feels for him to the extent that she can and she decides to help him run away here seeing how sad he is so she you know she can just tear the bars open on this cell tells him where to get the key to the helmet he goes up there and gets it but he is caught by his father judge and this scene is devastating because judge doesn't like get mad and beat him up or fight him or anything he's just like actually this is good just don't I had enough feeling that I couldn't just kill you, so I locked you away and kept you alive <laughs> uh, for however, I don't know, a year maybe it's been. But running away is actually fine. Just don't tell anyone we're related or else it'll embarrass me. And that's like, I don't know, it's worse than disappointment, worse than yeah. anger. Just, I don't even know how to describe it. Just abysmal. <laughs> yeah. Thankfully, let's. He's just like fine, Sandra. You can go. Like at least he doesn't have to put up with that. Only after uh, being told that I don't care about you at all, in any capacity. And it's actually better it's, for me. Of uh, well, you know how much money I'll save not feeding you every day. <laughs> yeah, it's really just annoying that you're here. So yeah, go on, go, fuck off. Judge guy's not a very good dad. No, I'm thinking. I'm I'm thinking he's not a great guy personally you think there's other people in this series that have that are dads that aren't very good at their jobs there's a lot of bad dads in one <laughs> piece there's a lot of there's a lot of bad blood family but good found families and it, you know it's almost like a theme i would say of of the program uh Reiju helps them get away though she's she is very similar to the robin scene with what's his name saul or uh yeah saul goodman um, where he's, uh, uh, like one day, you know, the, the sea is a big place. You'll be able to find people who are actually there for you. And she sends him off to some ship that I guess has cooks on it conveniently. <laughs> it's like a cruise liner type thing, which yeah, <laughs> I, I still f feel like it's <laughs> a little fucked up in this world. <laughs> when I feel like there's probably just entire colonies of people who just I live on boats like that aren't East pirates. East Blue. Even. 
East Blue is the place I feel like you could get away with a cruise ship. Mm. Or, like, far enough into the Grand Line where, like, you could protect a territory and have, like, a yacht. But, like, East Blue is kind of the least powerful sea, despite two, well, one King of Pirate and and one future King of Pirate to be from there. (laughs) But, uh, whereas, like, North Blue is like, yeah, bad shit happens there a lot, apparently. But, yeah, then, yeah, he ends up on the cruise ship and eventually... Goes from there to Zeph's ship and the Barani and uh, yada, yada, yada. Don't worry about forgetting it. There's like a thousand flashbacks to Sanji's <laughs> timeline in this chunk. I don't dislike all of it, but it's burdensome by the end of it. Yeah. Uh, anyways, that's basically cut from her saying that, that to, for, from Reiju saying, you'll find people out there that take care of you, too. Cut from that to him laying on the ground being beaten by his brothers in the present, uh, surrounded by clone armies they're like this is what this is what germa is uh but 805 back in the present sanji's sanji goes up to his room basically and he's like getting a new shirt eventually and he gets his face fixed but oh no this is before that this is still still he's still on the ground reiju comes in and stops it and is like why are you here why didn't you just let zeph die as far as she's concerned sanji still came here of his own accord like he could have not and he yeah. Made the decision to save other people to do it. Uh, but anyways, we'll go back to Luffy for now. He's hungry. <laughs> and it, he hasn't cracked yet that he is fighting a man that uses food. He's not... He's on Food <laughs> Island, basically. A whole cake, even. An entire one? A whole. And it, But he smells the toasted biscuits from before. If you remember three episodes <laughs> ago. Yeah. He tries to eat them, but they're too hard and... Uh, Cracker laughs them. Is like, yeah, they they could stop your punches. Of course, they're too hard. And Nami finally realizes, oh, oh, I know what to do. <laughs> and <laughs> so she 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 makes it rain, and all of the biscuits lighten up. Luffy breaks the shit out of them and just starts eating them. He eats for like three episodes straight. It's like two episodes, yep. I guess. But <laughs> the most we've ever seen him eat. Probably, I think so. Yeah, they do this for a while, and Nami eventually is like, oh, let's, I can make them more delicious, and they go off to, like, the flavored rivers or whatever, so they can have, like, apple juice biscuits, and there's another one that he names that I don't remember. I'm summarizing a lot of the through line of this. We check in on the furries again, and Brulee finds them, but then also loses them again. I don't know, she's go- walking around with a fucking scythe. <laughs> But that's they they there's a back and forth there the of them running away. I don't know they 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 have the ball and chain on their legs, but then they just pick them up and run faster because <laughs> it's funny is the reason why. But yeah, <laughs> uh, it is funny that they gave it to him at all, even though they're still just uh, gonna run away for until yeah. they until it's narratively apt for them to get caught. Pretty much. <laughs> Uh, Luffy's nearing his stomach limit, and Cracker is getting tired of generating infinite biscuits. We're far from done. It, they're still going. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, then we go to Reiju, who gives Sanji, like, a face mask that I I thought, like, healed him. Because it, it looks yeah. like it's healing his swollen face. Yeah. Because uh, he's, like, you know, been beaten up. But later he takes it off to reveal his swollen face, which is not... <laughs> what i thought it did it's very weird <laughs> it is weird we i i kind of glossed over last time where yanji gets his face fixed um because i was like well they reveal they're robots eventually <laughs> or not robots <laughs> but like genetically modified and clone stuff and then they also have the power ranger suit so i 
uh, haphazardly say robots, even though it's not really accurate. Um, yeah. But anyways, that's yeah. I I thought this was just yeah, like fixing up his face, but it really is just a just a mask. He's just hiding his pain. Uh, but yeah, so she again says like Sanji's back here on his own decision. It's sort of not true, but she says that she won't help him escape again. She's like, no second chances. I got you out once, and you came back. So, that's on you. She also asks where he got his chivalry from, and we flash back to Zeph. Gotta be one of the funniest things this show's ever pulled, where we see the staff of the Barati say, hire women. We should have women in here with us. (laughs) And Zeph says, no, because I physically assault my staff. (laughs) And I can't, I would, and I'll never touch a woman. Therefore... We don't have a diverse workplace because I assault my staff and I'm better than assaulting women. Very funny to me. I, I, I'm glad he, he's honest as to why yeah. he can't hire him. Yeah. He doesn't try and make up some bullshit of uh, this, this, this man was a better candidate. He's like, no, I, I am incapable of not abusing my staff. Yeah, no, if I need someone to listen to me, I'd smack him around. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and that's, uh, he goes, it's like, that's, yeah, uh, men revoke being men if they kick women. It's the, the, it's always kick because it's, uh, Sanji and Seth, but it's like, it says it goes back to the dinosaur times or something, which Sanji repeats. There, there's still dinosaurs. We know one. That's true. <laughs> yeah, I guy, mean. We know a dinosaur. <laughs> we know a guy, but I don't know. His devil fruit's called, like, ancient or some shit, so. Yeah. <laughs> A weird thing that Zeph says, where it's basically like, if you betray the <laughs> some, like code of being a man, I'll cut my own head off. <laughs> so he's like, why the fuck would you cut your own head off? Oh, yeah. And then the, yeah, because he's like, I don't, it's just a, a responsibility that parents take on for their kids or something, which is just him like saying that Sanji's basically his kid. Yeah. But it is a weird fucking thing to say. <laughs> Zeph the close is is Zeph the closest thing to a good dad we have, not counting like Frankie, who's more of an uncle. Fishman Tom to Frankie. Yeah, he's pretty good. <laughs> I mean, also Jin Jin Bay uh, uh, has more dad vibes too. I <laughs> I just uh I I never stopped thinking about how Frankie's <laughs> actual parents has left him on an island because he was annoying. <laughs> yeah, I was reminded of that a while ago and i was like god that's funny (laughs) they don't even try and make like it's technically sad in the context of those flashbacks but it's not the point of his flashbacks really so it just kind of whenever i remember it i'm just like that's funny it's kind of funny that he's so annoying (laughs) to his parents that they just ditch him in a garbage (laughs) dump land and he's like yeah whatever i don't care (laughs) My, my my trauma comes from different places yeah leave that shit to sanji or whatever (laughs) That's really the end of the episode. It's, uh, Cracker. It ends with Cracker and be- being like, "How much can this guy eat?" And Nami's like, "He's gonna be king of the pirates, so he can eat forever." And there's nothing that he can't do. And Luffy's like crying. And he's like, "I don't know about that, Nami. Uh, <laughs> I'm running out of room." <laughs> he's made of rubber. He can eat as much as he needs. I, don't I know. think the the tree does say something like that. It's like, can he eat that much? Because he's made of rubber. Yeah, <laughs> that's always what I've assumed. 8.06, Sanji does get a new shirt, which I mentioned a bit ago is out of order. Uh, and then Luffy continues to munch. He basically reaches max capacity here, and then 
uh, goes gear forth, coating his massive body in hockey. And he calls it like tank mode or something. Yep. Stuffed version. New mode. One or the other. New mode. Which I, I see that in the episode uh, before I play the episode. I'm like, that sounds cool. And then I watch it happen. It's like, oh, he's just having fun with the fact that he's he's full of food. Yep. <laughs> I don't know if there's like actual bugs. <laughs> Still could be, but. Yeah, I'm trying to think. It's been a while since. I don't know. It reminds me of, I guess, the on the same level of like Gomu Gomu Nobo, where he just calls something a thing and it doesn't ever have to come up again. It's just <laughs> yeah. funny. Because this, this isn't like the big fight or anything of the arc. So it doesn't have yeah. to. It, it's okay if he doesn't end it in a dramatic way. Although I do like how this fight ends here in this episode because he's just blocking all these attacks because he's the hockey is really strong uh and eventually cracker attacks i think it's like the third or fourth time cracker does an attack on him and like he starts to like sink inside of luffy and he's like wait is it hard or is it soft and the answer is both like it is covered in this dense hockey and but it is able to sort of like in a controlled way, allow Cracker to go, go inside of his stomach, not inside of his stomach, but like in, in the way that a gum gum balloon reflects something, it like yeah. goes in there and then like compounds pressure, like uh, I guess in the same way that King Kong gun does. And he just launches Cracker across, I mean, the whole island. He eventually crashes into Big Mom's castle, the whole cake chateau. We cut away before he lands. We cut to Big Mom, and someone's reporting like, "Oh yeah, the other sweet generals, Smoothie and Katakuri, will arrive soon." Uh, I recognize that name. Oh, so don't worry about it. You've said he's he's very fun in the video game, so that's scary. He is. He's, he's fun. That rules. means he's strong, and that's scary. Katakuri rules. Because this is the first uh, general that Luffy fought. Uh, that this is the weakest one of the sweet generals. Uh, I guess of the three Luffy's... because they said that there was a fourth one that was beaten. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> you know, I don't know if Luffy. Uh... I don't know where Smoothie would rank because we don't ultimately see a ton of her. That's not real. I don't really feel like I'm spoiling that, but. I do. I I like Smoothie's power a lot. I think this podcast is going to go to a new level of deranged once Smoothie is introduced. Um, but <laughs> oh, no. yeah, it, I've I've talked <laughs> plenty about uh, how my, I think Katakuri is really cool, both in the show and also in Pirate Warriors Four. He's my main in that game because he's fucking broken and overpowered. <laughs> but anyways, we'll get to them later. It's it's very funny though that scene because they're like, yeah, the other two sweet journals are coming. Where's Cracker? And then. Uh, he yeah, he arrives, uh, but Luffy's like slowly sort of deflating back in the woods, and uh, Pound reappears. Remember him? We've been talking oh, for yeah. almost an hour now, but uh, the the father of Lola and Chiffon, Chiffon. those yeah yeah those two. Uh, they is Lola not a food name then? Is she the one? Uh, is it short for something? I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up because I'm like they introduced her too early, so she's the one that doesn't have a food name. Let me see. Lola food. Uh, <laughs> I'm finding restaurants or places named like Lola's Cafe. Yeah. I don't think there's there's anything there. At least pound is like pound cake, maybe. But you get one, I guess. <laughs> that's all you need. Her her bit is more proposing to people anyway. Yeah. But again, that's because she was introduced earlier. And I mean, it, it makes sense, though. 
<laughs> what her whole family like she growing up she knew that she'd be married off to someone mm-hmm. basically honestly you could you could write a think piece about how her consistent rejection is actually over his in resistance to the yeah <laughs> uh the the life she would have led at home anyways as probably to some extent i can't imagine that was the bit when he wrote <laughs> thriller bark but it ends up being funny now maybe that's the decision to make a a twin and uh have her married to to Bedre. yeah anyways so pound shows back up the divorced dad of one piece the he basically is like well the last time a general was beaten big mom sent out a revenge storm because he explains that she always ca- she has like weather elementals with her and we see the little cloud and the sun that are always around her. We've seen them before, but now we see them be mean. Uh, Zeus and Prometheus are their names. Zeus being the cloud and Prometheus the sun, surely named for the great Ridley Scott movie that everyone loves and is not controversial. <laughs> and Luffy's like, who gives a shit? I don't care. I'm si- I'm getting to Sanji. Um, we'll see that, that storm happen before the end of this. Uh, but right now, L- Luffy is going to be carried by King Bomb again. He has to recover again as they go towards the... Well, towards Sanji. Uh, the furries finally see Sanji through a mirror. They, they knew that he was within the Gurma ca- Castle, and they finally found a mirror there, and they see him talk to Reiju and basically just learn that they're going to Big Mom's castle, the whole cake chateau, because uh, they're not able to get his attention. Also, Brule caught up again, and then they get away again. Uh, but the Vin Smokes are gathering on a carriage that will take them to... The Chateau, and Sanji is, of course, thinking of, of Luffy. Um, and now we get to 807 slash 808, oh boy, a long episode. Uh, yeah, presented as one 46-minute episode on Funimation, and I think that's how it aired, was, was they, they had the whole hour time slot. Yeah, both of them were listed at airing on the same day. I didn't even clock that it went from 807 to 809, because I just wrote whatever number was on the page. So my notes say 807 and then 809, but I did not realize that I skipped 808. (laughs) What did you tweet? Uh, As a long episode, so surely it's not for a sad reason. I'm sure this one's fine. (laughs) And you know what? It's a lot of padding to shit we have seen recently. This episode is at least half flashback. And I think it would work if it was... Not stuff we'd seen recently or stuff that we'd not seen at all. Like, it flashes back to Sanji being told that he is a failure for having emotion, which we just saw. Like, and yeah, again, the stuff with that, like, we're should, not watching uh... this weekly, so there's a little bit of a difference, but still, like, if I saw this two weeks after all that flashback, I'd be like, all right, come on. <laughs> but yeah, like, a lot, it's, it's, uh, I like the flashback of, like, you know, Luffy meeting Sanji for the first time and uh, being like, join my crew and that stuff, and I don't need to see Don Krieg at all. That's the cold open. This episode is a cold open with Gin, or Jin, however he pronounced it. I think Gin? Gin, maybe? I don't, I don't remember. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it starts with him being fed, and Luffy's like, join my crew, and he beats Don Krieg, and then we get the title card and a new opening. I don't, I, I've been waiting for a new opening for a while, but I guess I get why they saved it for this one. It's weird to think about this episode as a big deal in hindsight. Yeah. Like, I, li- I like this arc, but... I think the way they present it kind of downplays what makes it a big deal. Yeah, like, it's... it's If you trimmed the flashback down, and may, even the fight down maybe a little bit, and just had this be one episode, 
it'd be really good. Or if some of these flashback reveals were just saved for this episode, also would be good. And I guess there's only so much they can do with, or so much they choose to do with manga adaptation. I don't know. I don't know how this how fucking mafia works, but I, I did go through a lot of this episode being like, there's a version of this that's good and impactful rather than, yeah, 20 minutes of Luffy fighting Cracker to sh- remind me that he cares about Sanji. <laughs> <laughs> and they animated a whole new things too. All the Barati stuff is uh <laughs> new. Yeah, that's good. I like that stuff a lot. No, just, dis- I mean, a little disrespect to Don Krieg. Don't didn't need to see that. Don't care. I know. I know how that art goes. I saw it. Uh, but yeah, the new opening's good. Uh, both the song and the visuals. Of course, there's a very strong Sanji focus. I guess like uh, I knew like that's the thing is like we're this is our third episode on Whole Cake, and I think we knew we knew by now it was a Sanji focused stuff. I think we could have saw this opening a while ago. I think uh, said giving us a new opening with um. The big, these big deal episodes works. It works. But it does feel weird to show that stuff of them, like, fighting, kind of, before the episode where they do that. <laughs> yeah, it, that, that's the other thing, too, is, like, it almost could have played in 809 or something. Or maybe, maybe only, I mean, I imagine it played for both 807 and 808 if they <laughs> aired. So, like, I don't think they aired up separately. I don't know. It's weird that they're listed as two things on the wiki at all. But, yeah. But, uh, the opening... Does show, I mean, the openings always show stuff that hasn't happened yet. It's a classic bit. Uh, this opening shows Jinbei fighting somebody, um, so he'll do that. We see outfits for Luffy and friends, uh, a lot of red. Luffy has a little, little like, fedora on top of his straw hat at some point. <laughs> we, see, we see Smoothie and Katakuri, although they're obscured. They're in darkness, and you don't know what they look like, but I do. Um, we also see Beje. We see more German Double Six. We see, yeah, we see Sanji and Luffy in the rain somewhere, clearly disheveled. And I like that scene, and I like the symmetry. But and then yeah, more more Germa, and then more Big Mom. There's a funny scene. We see like all the Power Rangers like do their big, not really transformation sequences, but like doing the moves in front of a monochrome background or whatever. And then it cuts to Judge just sort of hobbling towards the camera. Uh, And I think that eventually gets replaced once they reveal his suit or something. Maybe I'm making that up, but it feels so out of place, just the him hobbling animation that is in the opening now. Maybe if If it's always that way and I just fucking... Mandela, my effect in, uh, into a better version of the opening, then that's on me. But I think it changes eventually. I like when One Piece openings changes, but I like the, oh, these characters are hidden, and once they're revealed, they're revealed. But just. I, I love that, that shit. Boring image of man walking to eventually be, re- be replaced by action is weird. But, anyways, yeah, that's. Um, the, the final shot's basically Sanji up uh, on the wedding cake with pudding. I guess they're gonna get married. I guess so. That's crazy. Anyways, that's that's the opening. Um, also, I like the, the song. Just I think I already said that, but still, it's a good song. It feels it feels very um low energy, similar to uh what Mufi was trying to save his brother, and then the song was a lot sadder than usual. <laughs> um, Sanji gone forever, actually. <laughs> no. <laughs> I know he's not, but it is. Can you imagine? I would have that fear. I would have that fear if I was watching this, like as is going, because like 
when they changed the song to something like lower tempo, like sad or sounding, like sad shit happened. Actually, yeah, that's the, yeah. I I can't imagine a straw hat dying at this point, or just like leaving. He's got to be gone. Yeah, but yeah, that's the, like it's interesting too. Like post, like a- Andrew's on on this podcast even talked about like not knowing what was next when Marineford happened, when they were, like, reading along or watching along with Marineford, not knowing that there was going to be a time skip, not knowing that everyone was just going to get back up together. Post that, I find it very hard to imagine anything like that significantly happening. I don't know, yeah. like, I, I I didn't experience that live, so I don't know, I don't know that feeling, but it, I also can't imagine that feeling where I, I watch this post-Marineford, I'm like, well, of course he's back. Or even, like, in your lobby. Like, I don't know. Ace was never a straw hat, so I'm like, oh, okay. Imaginable. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Those are characters that, uh, I guess you don't confidently know the, the fate of. But I'd be very, very shocked if anything happened to a straw hat. Such that I became worried the longer and longer we went without Jinbei staying with the crew. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyways, well, uh, this episode. So this episode starts basically with they're going towards the castle. Nami still has a little bit of mirror left over that Chopper communicates through and tells uh, Chop Chopper and Carrie are like, yes, yeah, Sanji's on the way to the chateau. You can cut him off. But they're like, as they're explaining, they keep like screaming because Brulee catches up with them. And this happens like three or four times. <laughs> and I just found it very funny. Uh, the the consistent sort of uh, them trying to explain something and then go. Ah! <laughs> and it would like pan away from them in the mirror. And then uh, eventually Chopper's like, no, we're fine. Just go get Sanji. I promise we're fine. And then the mirror just shatters and stops working. <laughs> so that's the last we see of them, I think. They're dead. They got, they got killed in the mirror world. Yep. F, they're going to be replaced by <laughs> doppelgangers. Everyone in the crew's is disappearing and dying. It's fucked up. This is what you get for not taking Zoro somewhere. Yeah, basically. And not having Sanji on your side. Like, what, who would even be next in line? Would it be... Frankie and Robin, probably. Brooke? Usopp. I mean, if you're going by bounties, yeah, Usopp's up there. <laughs> Doing that marksman thing. Yeah, so they figure out that Sanji is on pretty close to where they're going anyway. And, oh, I guess uh, before we cut away from the mirror stuff, Brulee does pull out the the rabbit from earlier, the homie rabbit. What's his name? Rudolph or some shit? Randolph? I don't know. Randolph. Him and, him and his bird. Or, and I think... An alligator, too? I don't know. It's like a quick shot. But she pulls them out of wherever they were to help uh, find the furries. If you want to find furries, you got to work with furries. It's, uh, we've, all kn- we've all been there. Uh, furries are like stand users, but this is a more accurate <laughs> yeah. comparison, I think. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, sense of smell. It's <laughs> a good point. Nami has flashbacks to Sanji leaving with Beje, also flashing back to Luffy beating Cracker. Um, Luffy returns to his natural shape in his sleep, and as soon as they are near Sanji, and I, I don't know, I guess someone says his name or says there's Jerma, Luffy just shoots awake. He launches himself at the carriage and, like, sticks to its side comically and is like, Hi, Sanji, I, I know you said you'd be back, but I couldn't wait, so I just came to get you. <laughs> and then Sanji just, Sanji kicks him across the field. You don't hear the siblings laughing. You can, like, see them laughing. And Sanji starts talking shit. He's like, I'm not coming back with you. I made all that shit up. You think, I, I'm a prince here. I'm going to be married and part of the Emperor's crew. I, you're, you're below me, Luffy. And Luffy's like, 
I don't believe a word you're saying. But it's this dramatic standoff between the two of them that I also know you probably didn't believe for a second because this whole arc has made it clear that Sanji's conflicted about his situation. <laughs> Despite this one moment where I guess you're left to wonder, well, could Sanji mean that? And then we go to an eye catch and come back and then we see Sanji's point of view before that happened uh, where he's thinking about, he's looking at his hands that will explode if he tries to leave. Uh, he also thinks about Zeph and all the other things that are forcing him to be here. We get a lot of flashbacks we just saw uh, from his childhood all the way up through uh, stowing on that ship. Then we cut to uh, basically like through all of that again. He goes uh, to his point of view of Luffy landing on the carriage and then clearly looking like upset, trying to decide what to do and decides to feign fighting him, basically. Which is the thing. It's so obvious this is a uh, him pretending. Uh-uh. This is just like when Luffy and Usopp fought. You think so? The exact same situation. Mm-hmm. Maybe Sanji will come back with a cool mask. <laughs> Or be replaced by someone who kind of looks like him with a cool mask. Maybe a Power Ranger version. You could, oh, you could that'd even. be cool. <laughs> when I was watching this happen, I was wondering if there was, like, talk of the time of, like, people wondering, why are they making it a bigger deal than when Luffy fought Usopp? Or how come Luffy fought back against Usopp, but he won't against Sanji? It is an interesting comparison point of, like, Usopp fighting over what to do in a situation and needing to like learn a lesson. Whereas Luffy's like, I just came here to talk to you because you said you're going to come back. And he knows that Sanji's lying <laughs> about <Yeah. laughs> not coming back. Sanji starts beating the shit out of him. It's like, why aren't you using hockey? Why aren't you fighting me back? And Luffy's like, I don't need hockey to talk to you. And he just takes yeah. all these hits. Yeah. Also, I mean, Luffy's got a different, uh, you know, I, I guess a little bit of a different perspective on, what uh his his captaining looks like now because he wanted to immediately let Usopp go back and Zora was like no he'll never get better <laughs> if you let him yeah. just not apologize but that's not really the situation with Luffy or, or with Sanji also his relationship to Sanji's I guess different too but yeah so eventually Luffy gets knocked unconscious by Sanji's final attack he like flies up into the sky and falls down to to give him a big kick. Sanji cries as he's leaving. Luffy wakes back up and yells at him again to, to stop lying, to come back. He says he'll wait here in this field until Sanji comes back. Either he'll come back or he'll stay there and starve to death because he won't eat again until it's Sanji's cooking. With it, Because without Sanji, he can't be King of the Pirates. He can't. He can't. It's true. We've seen that he, Luffy cannot cook. We've seen. We've seen what happens. <laughs> Without Sanji, and there's just no other cook like him. Sanji cries as we fade into not really an ending song, kind of an AMV with an with well, an old ending song. Yeah, it's the original ending song. It's the very first one, and I checked, and the last time it played was at the end of Barati. So last time we got that song was at the end of Sanji's arc originally i knew i'd heard it before and i i would have guessed i heard it more recently i wonder if it's in a movie or something you said you checked it so i guess not maybe i've listened to a all endings compilation more recently than i thought but uh yeah i like um i mean i like the the sequence i like that it includes luffy pretending to be sanji for a quick <laughs> second good. uh but that's it that's the episode uh that's the this extra is, long the show 
That's the end of the show. Yeah, it's over. <laughs> Luffy actually, st- uh, yeah, Fate's text appears on screen. That's like, Luffy starved to death there. I like that they show the impact of it by have by showing uh, Sanji kicking out Luffy's tooth, and then the tooth stays gone. Yeah, he just doesn't have episodes. a tooth for a while. <laughs> it's an interesting choice, and I, it must have been annoying to tweak the model in such a way, uh, or the reference, or however... We got two more episodes to discuss, though. 809 and 810. 809 starts with uh, Big Mommy learning that Cracker has been defeated. And she quite literally shoots the messengers, or I guess Soul Sucks the messengers, because they don't get out of the room after telling. Um, Yeah, she's going to send that storm pretty soon. And Luffy's just determined to wait in the same spot, out in the open, pretty pretty close to the stronghold of an emperor. Uh, I guess it's good that he's underestimated enough that she only sends this giant army and doesn't do anything herself (laughs) yeah or send any yeah the other generals aren't here yet at least too but yeah so we see that army leave uh, as sanji and all the other germa people ride up in their carriage sanji's worried about luffy the rain starts to pour over in that field and nami is like oh this isn't actually water it's syrup which is interesting why is zeus able to do that and Luffy rolls over and is like, I won't even accidentally <laughs> drink syrup. I'm waiting for Sanji's cooking. But uh, yeah, so Big Mom, she, we see Big Mom. She's going to meet uh, the event smokes for a little, a little luncheon. Uh, she passes some of her kids who are like, let me have a sword so I can kill them. <laughs> kill the other kids. And they're like, no, no. <laughs> she has my favorite line. Everyone has 100 to 200 people they want to kill. <laughs> it, I guess in this family I mean I do but for a very specific reason mm-hmm. that number gets smaller every now I'd and then i it's though. probably more than 200 but uh-uh. it, it does it's dropping, it's dropping. we're working on it <laughs> no wonder she has uh, terrifying children she raises them to be fucked up <laughs> at a young age she's like I want to kill my siblings I know there's some, some desi- character designs in the army that marches out I can't remember if there's a kid here that has a long neck I think there this is, is the, yes yep the mm-hmm. the introduction of the um a, a long neck tribe I'm looking I for didn't it. even think it could be something like that I just assumed sometimes people in this world look fucked up it's they they it's consistent in a way that makes me wonder if there's <laughs> a a type of of people with a long neck I didn't notice there's a fish child amongst them there there is a there is a fishman um so I wonder if that's maybe the son of I don't. I don't know if Aladdin and um, Harley Quinn. I don't know if they have a kid. Thing, I don't know if these are grandkids or kids or what. They don't say. It's just like she walks yeah. through a daycare basically and is like, "Don't kill each other," but also, if you do, whatever. Uh, and then <laughs> goes past to go to little lunch with the Vin Smoke family, which uh, is just kind of a basically a business meeting anyway. <laughs> Pudding also arrives. They're they're talking about the, the you know the marriage. But they're, you know, nothing, no new reveals, but Sanji, for the first time, sees Big Mom, and they, they sort of talk about the arrangement, and the tea sings about what tea they're, that you want to have, and also all the food sings, and asks you if you, it tastes good while you eat it. <laughs> this is terrifying! I would lose, I would jump out a fucking window. I like Sanji's reaction, even though it's way more calm than I would be. He's just like, stop. <laughs> and they're like, nope, can't do that. 
<laughs> I would be screaming. <laughs> I like how everyone else is just acting normal. Like, <laughs> all the Vin Smokes are just like, oh, all right, well, I guess we'll just fucking do it. They don't have emotion. I mean, I, I, they're angry, I guess, but they don't get sad. They don't feel things. Or I guess they don't get scared either. You know, maybe it's a good thing that they can't get annoyed. Like, maybe that's like a proof that they're perfect. I don't know. I think they get they get annoyed. Or I that's one word I would use to describe their uh, relationship with Sanji. That's true. There's the, a weird ceiling you kind of put on. These characters don't have emotions. And it's like, well, they clearly have motivation. <laughs> so... I like the logic. Yeah, I <laughs> I like the Vin Smoke stuff, but it is like I do struggle to find the right words because, like, I get it. I get what they mean. I just never think the words are really accurate. Uh, do they have arcs? Hard to say. Uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, putting passes a note to Sanji here that says she wants to talk in private. That's in the next episode. Uh, so we'll get there in a minute. Luffy is seeing the army roll up and tells Nami to hide. He's in pretty bad shape, but he refuses to leave and run away just in case Sanji shows up while he's gone. Poor guy. Uh, last episode, though, of this trunk, 810, and I, I, I put in my notes, per Luffy's request, uh, King Bomb and, and, well, Nami's on King Bomb, but King Bomb runs the fuck off pretty quickly. Does not want to deal with this guys. these guys. The army which there's a couple important characters or well lower rung important characters that are here leading this montdor is kind of the main one the scarecrow looking guy who's named after cheese him and the cream guy i think are the two that you'll continue seeing they're here leading a lot of uh you know they're what are they called peacekeepers the sort of chess looking guys but they they ask where Sanji's allies are, and he, of course, just says, shut up, and they start <laughs> fighting. We cut then from there. This episode just kind of cuts back and forth between this fight and Pudding and Sanji's secret meeting Yeah, up in whatever room that they're in. But Pudding explains, like, yeah, I helped the Straw Hats get here. That's how they avoided security. But I told them I would take you to the shore, and I obviously wasn't able to do that. Sanji so sort of laments how he can't just leave or else things happen to Zeph and his hands. And he just feels like he has no allies here that can actually do anything. He takes off the fake face to reveal his beaten face. And Pudding's like, I can't, I can't believe your family would do such a thing. I'm like, your family's not great. Why are you shocked? I mean, <laughs> I can't, I can't believe the family that would agree to this. <laughs> forcing people into this political marriage. Would also <laughs> abuse you. <laughs> She's an innocent soul, clearly. Yep, too too innocent. Pure cinnamon roll, too pure <laughs> for the world. Uh-huh. <laughs> we cut from that back to Luffy fighting the cream guy. I, I, I don't understand really how his power works because he's made of like sweet cream, but also it can burn Luffy. I guess it just gets too hot. I guess it's like specific. It feels a little specific, but... I guess it's fine. There's also some weird hypno bobblehead guy. <laughs> I didn't catch his name, so I can't even look up what his power is supposed to be. But that's the vibe I got. <laughs> hypno bobblehead. Yeah, he's a... I don't like him. He's got a weird mask on. He looks like a FNAF animatronic. <laughs> he does! Fucking balloon boy ass. <laughs> uh, but anyways, Nami shows back up. And she shows up and stops the hypno shit. 
with uh, you know, riding in on King Bomb, but... Oh, okay, there is one final scene of the furries in the mirror world, and it's them getting cornered, but then Chopper deciding to actually fight back now, going, I don't know, JoJo point. <laughs> uh, then we go back to Luffy and Nami's glowing tits, because uh, she has the <laughs> fever card in her cleavage, but, like, it glows, so you just get, like, a the, the whole shot is just her chest, but glowing. It's very funny and absurd. Arguably bad, but <laughs> I laughed at it. But yeah, so she has that fever card and is able to, she learns that she can also sort of stop the random soldiers as well, because I guess they're infused with soul power or whatever. <laughs> sure. We, yeah, more Luffy fighting. Sanji says that he, he'll, he, he wants to get Big Mom to let Luffy leave unscathed in exchange for the marriage and basically he goes on to talk like look my life was really bad until i got out of here and then i had a really good life with these friends and i've just kind of accepted that that adventure ends and i just don't want anyone else to get hurt now as it's ending and i'm getting out of it cut back to nami being like oh i wonder if i could use that lightning in the sky and then cut back to pudding crying <laughs> and she says well if nothing else i'll be nice to be married to and then she apologizes for that being maybe a little insensitive of a point to make. Very funny. Maybe Sanji should just take the L. He gets a hot wife. That's all he's ever really wanted, right? Yeah, it's funny that, like... officially all he's ever wanted. <laughs> Sa Sanji being like, yeah, perfect, kind, beautiful chef lady in, in a powerful, protected family wants to marry you. And he's like, that's the worst thing imaginable. Like, it's it, a, a perfectly written arc where the the thing that you think Sanji would give anything for, he has to resist because, because he can't do it while stay, staying with Luffy. Yeah. But yeah, she cries and tries to support him. Nami is able to harness the purple lightning from uh, Zeus's storm, takes out a bunch of people. And the episode ends with Sanji deciding that he will go through with the marriage, which is, I guess, technically a significant development. He, this is the first time I think he's concretely said, okay, yep, this is what I gotta do now, after uh, kicking off Luffy. Because he just doesn't want Luffy to die. <laughs> Little does he know, Luffy will starve to death waiting in that field. Yeah. But Sanji will just bring food by every now and then, like his dad did to him when he was a kid. <laughs> Drop it in his mouth. No, Luffy'd be like, no, I won't eat it until you say they're coming back, probably. Rubber dipshit. Anyways, that's our chunk. Do, do you think, uh, do you think Boa Hancock knows about Big Mom's thing with marrying off her kids? And do you think she lives in constant fear that, uh, <laughs> Luffy will, will get married off to one of Big Mom's kids? I doubt it. <laughs> I don't want to say that she trusts Luffy because uh, maybe she does now. We haven't we well, all the interactions we saw of her being like, oh, no, there are other women in the crew were pre time skip. That's true. I think I don't know if there is a, a, a maybe a joke about that when she's returned uh, bringing him to Saba Odi. Don't remember. Don't care because it's just it's funny either way. Um, that's the yeah. thing about <laughs> Boa Hancock is you really can at so many junctures just be like, what would she think about this? And it's always funny. <laughs> Would this person turn to stone? Yeah, probably. And it's always funny. <laughs> oh, man, wait till she finds out about uh, about Vivi. Maybe she's going to think that the reason why she's not part of the crew is because Luffy and Vivi broke up. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> 
just gonna be weirdly passive aggressive to her. Yeah. The One Piece epilogue is gonna be like every woman that's ever like Shira Hoshi and all <laughs> these other characters who love Luffy, like Boa Hancock starting fights with them, and Luffy's like, no, 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 Vivi's dating Nami. Oh no, 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 Tashiki's also dating Nami. Oh no. <laughs> just that forever. Can you imagine I just got to the the point? That like I was getting to when we started the podcast, and I was like, "Yeah, that's a good place to end it, <laughs> right here, with this big fight." I, I, I was thinking because I was uh I had to write about uh something for uh the assignment my creative writing class is a flash memoir. It's like my life's boring. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll write about starting podcasting, and then everyone, and then I know what's gonna happen because it has to be critiqued. And we're like using they a lot. Like fuck you. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, that was. A, I don't miss that about school. But um, I was. I decided to look at uh, what I was trying to narrow down. I went to the Discogs page I made for uh your album <laughs> to see <laughs> what the release date was because I'm still the only person that owns that on Discogs. Uh, Shocker! <laughs> both of them. <laughs> and I was like, okay, what episode of One Piece happened around the time we would have done that radio broadcast? And it was uh, the end of Dress Rosa around the time when uh, Sabo went and visited them at the house when Luffy was asleep. Wow. Yeah, that sounds about right. I wasn't, um, that's the thing is I wasn't caught up until we'd done a couple episodes. So I, I, cause I remember we were recording, I, I, I want to say that around the time we were recording Arlong, I was getting to Zoe. And it was like, I was caught up. Maybe the last time I was caught up was Zoe, because mm. I, I straggled through Whole Cake and eventually just fell off of it entirely. And now I'm like 40 or so episodes behind consistently, because I watch like two a week. Yeah. Because I have, and then I, and then I, that's the thing is I'm like, I'm in the mood to watch One Piece. And then I remember I have to watch 10 episodes for the show and I lay off of One Piece, which I need to power through so I can put distance between what I'm watching now and then having to watch it again in December. Anyways, I'm excited to hear about what you think is going to happen next time. But first, we have to do our plugs, which means I get to say, Jory, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me online at at Jory. That's my, my Twitter account. It's the only place uh, it's, you should be following Jory. Maybe Letterboxd, too, if you want. Uh, you can see the bad movies I'm watching, and sometimes the good movies I'm watching. Um, and sometimes the bad movies end up being good for not the right reasons, <laughs> you know? Uh, my, my Twitter feed has my thoughts and my dog. Those are the only two reasons I think you'd want to follow me. You can, uh, I mean, you can follow people on Facebook, but don't, don't do that. <laughs> 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 I also don't make any of my posts, like, public, so you wouldn't get anything out of it. Which, which <laughs> in know, its own way story. would be a funny bit. <laughs> that is, yes. Uh, you can also find me on a podcast called We Are Watching One Piece. How about you, Joe? I'm also on a podcast called We Are Watching One Piece. I don't know if you've heard of it. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Ghost of Joe, Ghost of J-O. Also on Got It Memorized, where we're talking about Twin Peaks Season 2. And a lot of fucked up shit that happens. Uh, it's a lot of interesting images, because I describe. Um, we talk a lot about cream corn right now. Uh, but that's, I mean, I guess that's true of this week. It might not be true by the time this comes out, because this will be another, like, uh, this will be the end of the month uh, episode of, of February. 
Um, which also means we probably have already gotten our bonus episode up on Patreon, where we're going to talk about a uh, Foxy filler, everyone's favorite yeah! One Piece character. Um, what? I guess uh, also plug in or stitch it again. Um, because it's I think halfway through the season probably in the public release feed. I'm I'm working uh on cleaning up the soundtrack to release here in the in my in my down moments the force full circle of us talking about back when I made music and then I didn't do that and then I somehow <laughs> interstitial is the reason that's getting me to do it again what else I think that's it to plug for my stuff so but yeah I'll I'll go then to the the patreon plug go to patreon.com slash we are watching op give us a dollar or more a month and you can get these episodes a couple days early and also our monthly bonus episodes this month we will be discussing some filler episodes the return of foxy I don't believe we did and then also the spa island foxy stuff and a one-off episode about brooke that has nothing to do with anything but is connected to spa island because they didn't want to start whatever was after it yet i don't remember what was after it yet <laughs> maybe it's probably not starting sabaody yeah next month we're gonna do the foxy tv special episode of nebulanda or no adventure of nebulanda because i learned this on the trivia adventure is just non-canon side story stuff, but episode of is interpreting manga material or flashback stuff, which is interesting. Huh. Uh, so I think all that Saba stuff might have come from cover stories, if I'm guessing. Maybe not. I don't know. But I saw that trivia note that e- episode of t- is, uh, it says manga material, but all the Saba stuff was obviously not um, in the show correctly. Anyways, there's that me half remembering a thing i read like three days ago they're also going to thank all of our patrons by name as we do every time it's actually jory's turn so i turn now to jory who's going to do it completely live from memory yep definitely recording the names at the same time that we did the episode that's why i sound the same uh thank you to adam b adam w andrew anton anxious dust a shock Becca, Ben, Brittany, Captain Moke, Chad, Clueless Wanderer, Connor, Damien, Deus Equius, Eric V, Gage, Hayden, Heidi, Jay Harkins, Fooney, Jalen, James, Jamesus, Joe, Cat D, Cat F, Ken, Kyle, Lucas, Luke, Maddie, Mallory, Mark, Marcus, Martin, Matthew, Maurice, McFoley299, Minty, Morgan, my buddy, Nick, Paulina, Peter, Phoenix, Ryu, Rem, Riley, Rodsters, Ryan, Savannah, Snowy Scales, Solomon, Stella, Stephen K, Stephen P, Tony, Trey, Vitek, and Verdigree. Wow, great job. That was really impressive. I did it. Yeah. Right here, right now, in the mm-hmm. same time. Yep. Podcast can't be edited. <laughs> you can't. What the fuck else? I think that's it that we plug here on the show, uh, which means it's time for you, Jory, to say accurately what will happen next time in the next chunk of, I don't know, 10-ish episodes we're going to discuss next time. Now that uh, we know Luffy's stuck fighting this giant army, sure, Nami just electrocuted them, but there's still got to be more of those guys. Um, We are going to cut to... The fun adventures that the other Straw Hats are having, and I don't mean like Brooke, uh, I mean like, like Usopp and Robin and Zoro and them, and just the, uh, the, fun, the fun grand old road trip that they're having with Law, and it's gonna be some like wacky antics of like, 
Laws trying to steer the submarine, and then Usopp played a prank, and it almost killed everyone. And then they all have a laugh about it, but Laws like, you almost destroyed my submarine. What the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, I wonder if they did that with cover stories, too. <laughs> I don't know. That's what they're adapting, actually. <laughs> cover stories. Yeah. <laughs> That's the main thing that makes me want to, like, read the manga, even though I know I could just sit and read the cover stories, because I know they're <laughs> compiled. Yeah, that's like a thousand pages. Like cover stories are like a page. Yeah, yeah, and we're what thousand fifty chapters now? Thousand sixty? Yeah, and they um. I don't know if everyone has a cover story though. I also think there's some like, maybe that's where requests are. Just the sort of like, here's a dumb image someone asked me to draw. So we get a uh, chopper and Zoro on the motorcycle. One of the greatest images ever made. Anyways, podcast's over, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. We we, we end podcasts. We do. Be, you, uh, by saying... <laughs> to, to, to be... To be... Continued. continued.